like when I cook it for you. When you cook it for me, you put a black leather jacket on. Black leather jacket. That's what we said. He said, make it a black leather black jacket. Black leather jacket. And I want to see it sizzling and smoking. And smoking. So, I mean, we cook it. It's still recognizable as beef, but it's not recognizable as, as a steak you would get. I like it well, really well. well done when the thing is not moving and right. it's just right there. Right. Only way it's going to move is that sizzling. Hey, everybody. I'm Chef Tim Lopez. I work as a line chef and first cook at the Eagles Novacare in South Philadelphia. And this show is about taking a look at football through the foods that we all love. We're going to talk with players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities about the food culture of our team and our Eagles community. This is Feeding the Birds. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Feeding the Birds podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Chef Tim Lopez. Got a really great episode for you today. We have an interview with the greatest wide receiver in Eagles history, Harold Carmichael. And it's just a fantastic talk I had with him about some of his favorite foods and some of his favorite foods that we hook up right here in the cafeteria. So you want to check that out. Also have an interview today with one of our newest chefs, Charles Gators. He is banging out some wonderful food at our pizza station. And we're going to get into all the cuisine he hooks up for our team and staff here at the Eagles Novacare Complex. But hey man, let's just kick it off to Harold Carmichael. It's a big interview for me. Chef Tim Lopez in the studio with Eagles wide receiving legend, the greatest receiver, they say, in Eagles history, Mr. Harold Carmichael. Thank you, Hello, sir. Tim. Hey, thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, no problem, man. It's been a dream of mine to get you in the studio for a while. We talk about cooking all the time Oh yes. uh, in the cafeteria when you come in and grab something to eat. And so to sit down and pick your brain about what it's really <laughs> like to cook for this team, I'm interested. I'm interested in hearing what you got to say. So. But, you know, it's good, to, you know, because I've been eating your cooking for a few years now. And, oh. you know, I'm in here probably every other day, almost sometimes every day for lunch. And you know, I've always been really happy with the food that you guys prepare in the cafeteria. So very familiar with, you know, what you do. What's your go-to right now? I know you're coming to me a lot because we got some really banging steak. Would you say that's your go-to now? We're well, so many changes in the last six months. Well, yeah, I want to make sure I don't mess this up too much. This old big body of mine, you know, I see that the guys just started doing the steaks, and you know I like my steaks cooked. I like that steak and salad. It's fun for me. Can you define cooked? Well, What, what it, do you mean? Like, give us a lowdown on Well, I'm, when, when it's cooked, you know, I visualize some people saying they see a cow walking in front of them, and they say, oh, look at that juicy cow. Because the way some people eat their steaks is just like they kill the cow, carve it up. The only flame they put on it is probably a, a lighter or something like that. Really? And then, you know, blood's coming all out and stuff. Yeah. So you're not about rare meat? Nothing, you know. So cooked, like when I cook it for you. When you cook it for me, you put a black leather jacket on. Black leather jacket. That's what we say. He said, make it a black leather black jacket. Black leather jacket. And I want to see it sizzling and smoking. And smoking. So, I mean, we, we cook it. It's still recognizable as beef. But it's not recognizable as, as a steak you would get in like uh well like a medium it, rare or anything like that or like a, even a fillet like it doesn't matter the cut you're no, you're all about the I, I, cook I, I it all want, the way I want it to be cooked because I'm not a vampire <laughs> I don't want to see blood in my plate when you cut the meat you know people saying that you cooking out the flavor to me that charcoal type of flavoring is good I mean that's the best taste for beef for me so you like it well 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 I like it well, really well, well. well done when the thing is not moving. And it's right. just right there. Right. Only way it's going to move is that sizzling that's on that sizzling stick. on the pan. <laughs> Amen. Exactly. And we, you and I had a chance to judge a rookie's chop competition during the OTAs. Yes. They did some steaks. 
they served you the steak and I'm sitting next to you and I know he wants a black leather jacket on the steak and uh, it did not have the black leather jacket on. In fact, it was it was mooing a little bit and I looked at Harold and he looked at me. They didn't get my vote. But yeah, you didn't get your vote, but I got to give you credit. You still gave it the old college try. Well, I'll I'll try it and stuff, but you know, it probably took me forever to chew it and swallow it. But you know, they did a great job, you know, with the little time that they had and their imagination. No, I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, they did a good job. Good job. That was really cool doing that that, uh, event with you. I really oh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I really did. And I told these guys about it. You know, we talk about uh, how to cook food and stuff. I'm, I'm, I told them, I'm going to tell you now, you got to cook this meat, you yeah, know, you or you're not going to, you're not going to get my vote. Cook it all the way. And I think you voted for the guys that, that went a little well past medium. Well, that group didn't win, but uh, <laughs> they knew that I liked because when I bit into it and started chewing, I said, mmm. One of the guys said, he's just said, mmm. So <laughs> when I do that, that meat is just right. It was cool to interact with those guys. There a lot of them are really good cooks, too. Oh, yeah. Not bad. So, all Not right. Bad. So, well done. Is that across the board? Like, you like your seafood well done? You like your pork well done? You know, even like growing up, you grew up in Jacksonville, right? Right. There's a lot of seafood down there, a lot of different stuff. You tell me a little bit about your food history down well, there. Well, down in Jacksonville, you got a lot of uh, variety of uh, meats. They had the pork, the beef, a lot of fish, a lot of chicken. I was a big seafood guy. You know, uh, one time I thought that I was allergic to fish and it was one of my most down worst feelings I've ever had because I could not have fish. But I found out it was just a bad piece of fish and that made me sick. But after then, you know, I I do a lot of seafood as much as I can. I like the beef. You know, again, all of my food has to be well done, well cooked. You know, a lot of people say, well, you're cooking all the the vitamins and all of the nourishment out of. I said, I'll buy vitamins if I want vitamins. I don't want to get that out of a cow. Okay. No. <laughs> You're not shopping for the vitamins no, with no, the cow. No. You, I, I want, I want you it go to, to the vitamin good. shop. I hear exactly. you. Exactly. Okay. So a lot of seafood. Now, growing up, I assume there was a lot of seafood on the dinner table, mom and dad did a lot of cooking for you and stuff. I mean, you're a tall guy. You're six foot eight. So when did you sprout up to your current height? Was that in high school? Or? Well, it was uh, like seventh grade. I, you know, first through fifth grade was about even with everybody. And when I uh, got into the sixth grade and seventh grade, I started just leaving everybody. A lot of my friends are still the same height, seemed like, you know, I just kept growing. Just kept growing. Until about, I got seventh grade, yes. Seventh grade. Yeah. And what was a lot of the food you were eating just back? Just straight seafood? I mean, I know. Well, a lot of seafood, you know, whatever they cooked for me back then. Right. You know, what my, was your favorite thing? What's your favorite um, thing mom and dad who's hooked up? Well, if you talk to some of my friends, they're going to say pork and beans and rice. I love pork and beans and rice. And if you would talk to some of my friends down in Jacksonville, they would say that was, especially some of my cousins down there, I was always satisfied with that. When it came to meat, we had the barbecue stands down there. You get the barbecue chicken, barbecue ribs, and all of that. There was one spot we go to Jenkins Barbecue down there. I used to get the barbecue sauce and bring it back up here. Right. After I started playing up here, I would get gallons of that stuff. Just and transport come back, it back to Philly. Bring it back up here. And even if some of me, if my mom and all would come back, they would get it and put it in a cooler and keep it cool. They'll bring me a, a gallon of it every time they came up. And then it was like a mustard sauce. I don't know. A lot of people don't know about mustard barbecue sauce. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little different it than the bit, regular. It's very different than the, the and, tomato and the taste, base yeah. and the brown sugar um, base. So what I would do, I would kind of mix that with a little barbecue, regular barbecue sauce sauce and I still have from some of my friends tell me about when I used to have my barbecue cookouts and stuff they loved it they loved it and I used to have a lot of my teammates come over and they still talk about it and you used to cook a lot back in the day when you were playing on the well team? I had to because yeah. I was single you know I did a lot in fact my wife just said you didn't cook anything on the grill this year and it was a little too hot out there a lot of times but you know growing up in Jacksonville you know my mom was an assistant chef 
down at uh, Ponte Vedra Beach. I think she was assistant chef, but uh, she was one of the main people down there. We used to go down there, and sometimes we, you know, have some of the shrimp and all of that that they would have left over. And back then, I loved the boiled shrimp and all, and that had to be. I'm not talking about just drop some hot water on it. I mean, no, really like boil, an actual shrimp seasoning boil, yeah. stuff. Like so. when you do the crab boil, a lot of people might not know this, the people that don't work here, but Harold is famous for his crab boil that he does. So like once or twice a year, he'll come in and do it, work with us in the kitchen, use the equipment. He gets these great blue claw crabs, brings them in. He's got the special seasoning he gets from his guy. And man, those crabs are something. I mean, well, I got to give it, though. You know, I got to say it in there. It's Mike over at Crab Plus over in Camden. Where All right, I've been getting, give him uh, a shout out. <laughs> I have to. We've been getting crab from there for about almost 35, 40 years. And wow. that's where we get the seasoning. You know, a lot of people saying, oh, they cook great crab. It's the seasoning. Some people use other stuff. I'm not going to mention the name, but some of that stuff is overrated. The season I get from Crab Plus is the best, and I keep it at home. Even when I'm doing just shrimp, potatoes, and corn. I mean, that's a good meal. Just cook it all together. There's times when I throw sausage in there. This was without the crabs. And mm-hmm. then, you know, with the crabs, I put shrimp potatoes, sausage, and I've even thrown some Brussels sprouts and before. And one of the things that I've done also, and my sister made me do it one time, I was doing crabs down in Jacksonville, and she put neck bone in it. I said, I'm not putting it in. She was an older sister. She said, put it in there. The pork neck bone, right? Yes. Was this the smoked pork neck the bone? The smoked okay. pork. Okay. Oh, it was great. And um, ever since then, I, you know, I wouldn't do it here because a lot of people probably wouldn't want the pork in there other than, you know, some of the beef sausage that we do here. Mm. But the neck bones in there, when the, the meat fall off the bone and that seasoning, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Be, man. You're making me think of really what I want to do. I got some smoked pork neck bone at home. I've been making beans and rice with You it. got to do it this seasoning, though. Okay. You, know, you just right, can't well, do I'm it any season. i to go see your man at Crab's Plus. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. you bring it in. It's, it's not a, a seasoning you can go buy anywhere other than there. I think either they make it or they source they get it. it out of um, Maryland. Okay. Uh, that's where a lot of the crabs that he sells come from Maryland. They come from all over, down Louisiana. Um, he's um, gotten crabs from everywhere. Right. You know, it just so. has like a little sticker on it. It's not even a name. It just says like how many ounces it is. Yeah. And that's it. it. And I said, Harold, what is this? Oh, this is magic. He <laughs> sprinkles <laughs> it in the water. This is magic here, baby. They don't even have a name. I can't even say right. the name of it because there is something that they do in Maryland that it gets the crabs and the seasoning from it. Then, you know, that mixture of all these things together, you know, with the sausages, the potatoes, corn, shrimp, neck bone, and it, the Brussels sprouts. Even now, sometimes you put some broccoli in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try it. But that seasoning on that stuff, man, it's really good. A lot of people said, oh, that's all that crazy stuff. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. Every time we have it, we all look forward to it. It's fun to cook with Harold back in the kitchen. I've been doing it for at least now about 18, 19 years because I would do it every year in training camp. I'd do it in my apartment. Everybody would come over. I'd get about three or four bushel of crabs, and it's great there. You know, it gives a lot of people a chance to mangle, get to know each other in training camp because training camp can be pretty tough on not only the players, but the employees, the assistants that's there. We do the, the crabs and all, and they love it. That's a great way to get people to come together, especially towards the end of training camp when you're just like blasted, tired, have one day to just unwind, eat some good food, and you've been doing it here for many, many years, and we love you for it. So yeah. I, we really appreciate that. Now I want to talk about what was food like when you were playing as a player for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, when you first came up from Jacksonville, right, after you got drafted, and now you're in Philadelphia. How much of a change of food culture was that for you? Was there anything? It's a that, big change. Yeah. We had no food in the beginning. 
if you didn't eat breakfast at home or brought something with you, you know, you have problems and stuff. You know, they had a, one of the trucks down on the Patterson, down by the food center down there. There was a truck there that had bacon and eggs, sandwiches and all of that. I could not eat that and go to practice and stuff. It would tear my stomach up. So eventually, Ron Jaworski had a friend that had a deli, and they would bring sandwiches for us. And we had a big pool table in the middle of the locker room over at the vet and you order what sandwich you want and every day i got peanut butter and jelly sandwich is that your favorite and sandwich that well you know at on? the time yeah it was something that i had to put something on my stomach at least you know right. so otho davis he would do some chili after practice it was the best chili i've ever eaten in my life it was times that he would bring in some chicken wings and stuff for after practice we would eat that but when we came over here to the Novacare in 1998 it changed. You know, we have a cafeteria now. Since 98 to now, you guys are unbelievable. I mean, I talk about you guys every day. I do a little things for the players that kind of brings me in here almost every day. People think it's me, but the frame shop where I get stuff for the guys frame, they would say, come in about uh, 10, 30, 11. So I'll do that. And by the time I get over here, it's time for lunch. Yeah. And it's the uh, great timing because the food you guys uh, prepare over there, I mean, it's better than, I'm quite sure, some of the restaurants that charge you an arm and a leg for food like that. You can't get it for that price no, you you know, every day. Can't. I mean, it's, the guys are awesome. I love the way you guys cook. You know, there's times when I come in, I, you know, I got to have it cooked a little longer. Right. But, right. Uh, I mean, from the salad bars to the dessert, the entrees. And I remember when we first started coming over, when Andy Reid was the uh, head coach, Junk Food Friday was the best. You know, when you had the chicken wings, you had barbecue wings, baked wings, everything that you can think about. What about the ribs? I know you're The ribs, the you rib. know, always like that little thin end of the ribs right. that I would the get. Burnt, the burnt the end. The burnt end yes. of it, the thin end. I would try to sneak a couple of pieces out to you know at home for my wife, and she would say, and, you know, you can tell when she said, these are the best ribs. And then she eat the chicken wings. These are the best chicken wings. I mean, everything you guys do over there is awesome. It's something I thought about today when we were talking about coming over. I thought about what it's been probably about five or six years now when I asked you to come do my son's reception. Yeah, the They wedding. still talk about that food and it's all. So, you yeah, know, the food so. was fantastic. It I was didn't even good. cook the food. I just helped out. Well, you, you did something to it, you know. Well, a lot of stuff that you did, you know, put together, but you know, sure. they still talk about that. But that was great, you know, for the help that you gave there and, you know, for what you do here. I mean, everybody respect you. I don't know if everybody's going to hear this, but it's times people say, we know Tim is not here because of the food. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I've heard that I would that hope before. that's not the case more recently well, they say, I, well, I think there's been a lot of big changes that don't just involve me personally but so. this is not it's not been recently i mean this has been for a long time you come and say i guess tim is not here because they see what the food is you know oh, so man. they know you put that little extra touch on it and stuff you know what you I do i like to bring my love of cooking and, and you give bring it to it. people that like to eat you know you bring i'm guy. a big fan of guys <laughs> that like to eat women that like to eat and i found my niche cooking in the nfl because everybody's hungry everybody's NFL, hungry so. and when you have food Food is well prepared, like you guys do it. I know a lot of people like it the way that you know you the book cooking part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, but You're not you though. No, no, no you know, you know. I want you to you taste it and say it's good. You don't have to stick a thermometer in it. It's it. You know, it's I, I do that for your safety. <laughs> now I know when your stuff comes out and the smoke's coming off of it and it's, it's sizzling off the side of the pan. I'm like, it's definitely cooked all the way. It's cooked but through. I'm just wondering how cooked it is. It's very you know, for you. For I'm not. I still have to stick that thermometer in there just for safety. Put but. it on and 
Forget it. Yeah, yeah. and forget it. That's what he tells me. He'll come on and say, yo, you got five minutes left. Yeah, give it a ten minutes. I'll be back. I'm like, oh, my God. All right, here we go. I'm going to see what this turn, thing's going to come out, looking like. Yeah. It turns out perfect. Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying yeah, it, bro. It turns out I'm perfect. Really am, my first time that I met Harold, Chef Pee Wee works back in the kitchen. He's been there longer than me. He's been there 18 years. And the first week I was here when we did Junk Food Friday, uh, the ribs came off the smoker. They brought him in, and uh, there were these... Small ones that were kind of burned up, and he goes, "All right, those are for Harold." I'm like, "Who the like?" I knew who Harold Carmichael was, but I didn't associate just Harold with guys in the kitchen just calling you Harold. So they put it aside for you in a box and this and that, and then people was like, "Bring that out to Harold." So I come out, I go. Harold, Harold, and you're like, yo, like that. Yes. This is the tallest man I have ever seen. I said, man, you eat the burned ribs like that? And he goes, nothing better. Nothing better. Nothing better. What's your name? I said, my name's Tim. He goes, welcome, man. So you keep cooking like this? We're going to be good friends. friends. That was it. And you you made sure, you know, you see when I'm coming, you know, I want it well prepared. Oh, absolutely. We're well prepared every day. You guys do it. Maybe not well, well, well done like for you, but we try to well prepare all the food. Leather jacket. For everybody. All right. What's your favorite thing you ever ate in your entire life? I'm gonna jump right to that. Oh wow! When you get the gosh, it's a couple of things. Like I said, I love the fish. You know, you get a good fried catfish, catfish and grits, even whitings and grits. I just like fish and grits. That's good for breakfast. And when you come down to like small ends of the rib, I don't like thick ribs. Great ribs. I like barbecue chicken mm-hmm. when it's cooked well done. Well cooked. done. Uh, you know, people talk about oh, you, you're drying out the food and so you're drying out everything. I said no. That's why they have the barbecue sauce and that type and the Worcestershire sauce and the ketchup. That's what that's for. That's what you know, that's for. If you that's want, what the condiments if you, are for. If you want to put, you know, if you want to make it juicy, put that stuff on it. But, you know, cook the food so you don't get sick. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? man. You got any spots in Philly that uh, is like a go-to, like your your barbecue joint or your pizza joint? Well, you know, I past couple of years have been going to South down on the, on Broad Street, right next to V. There's a nice uh, restaurant there we go to. And there's a now it's a nice little small seafood place. We go to a place, uh, Italian Affair. That's right around the corner from me. But when you want to, you know, there, there's a place in Camden called Corinne's. That's not bad either. And we just found a seafood place, crabs and all of that is right in um, Turnersville on the Black Horse Pike. We go over there called Big Daddy's. You know, I heard uh, of that place. It so. was one of those Weber's stands like where you know how they used to walk in yeah. park and they come change that into a, a nice seafood place. And there's a place down Route 40 called Uncle Dewey's. It's an outside restaurant, <laughs> pavilion place. Everything is outside. It's a real country place. A bunch of us go with Mike Quick, some of our friends and all. We'd go over there, spend a half a day over there. You know, they got the music and you're know, outside. You know, you, is that like country barbecue, it's, like down it, home food? It's barbecue, it's seafood. I mean, it's everything out there. It's like I said, everything is outside. It's under a pavilion, like if it rains or something, that they have the plastic that roll down and all, and you have they got the big fans and all. It's a really cool place to go to, and uh, we like going to places like that. You know, not to the big fancy restaurants we want to get crab juice all over with the crab juice running right, on your hand. Right. You know, you're, you're not you're not going to stand on ceremony you guys just want to eat we, we want to eat, eat we want to have some good food and and some of the places that i named you know, those place uh, a lot of times we go over to the library over in jersey that's where i live over in jersey but mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of places that we go to you know i just like that uh, i guess you may call it down home type of yeah 
Com- uh, comfort down home. You eating outside, yeah. you know, like you know, the only thing I don't like is when you can't. You're in a place where you got flies. I I, I can't stand. No, it. no, I, I don't no, like no, flies. No in flies. I've been in places where you know the flies are flying around and stuff. I said, let's go, you know. But not only outside, inside too. But <laughs> but those are some of the type of the places, you know, the place down in Cape May. The loft house down there. Yeah, you eat on the deck back there. I used to go there from when I was eight years old up until last summer. We've been going for the past five years because we rent a place down there every year, and that's one of the stops we make. And I, I get this big seafood platter that is unbelievable. That they I do get. a good job down there. They they do a great job, and it's always crowded. And it, sometimes it take you about an hour, an hour and a half to get in. You, you know, don't get just slip on the Super Bowl ring, and get to the front of the line. And they say Harold who? Oh <laughs> no. come on, they do not. No, no, no I, they uh, do not. We have friends down there that kind of make reservations, and they slip us in a lot. You know, not slip us in because we give them a day or so that we want to come in that time. Right. Like I said, one of our friends down there kind of know the owner and stuff. So, like I said, his reservation. So guys, know the ring don't do it all the time. No. <laughs> It doesn't do it all the time, but it helps out sometimes. But, you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't, it probably won't talk about it. Like I said, I've been back in the back in the kitchen part of where we do all of the cooking, or, you know, been back there. One of the cleanest places I've ever, you know, I'm thinking restaurants, you got food all on the floor and all that. You're going in, if something drops on the floor, somebody's right there to pick it up. I yeah. One of the cleanest places, I've, well, I've never been in, I haven't been in a lot of kitchen, you know, restaurant kitchens, but I've seen some when you sit, uh, when it's some, sometimes they sit you on a certain table and you can see in the kitchen, I said, Oh well, I don't want to look back there right, because right. I won't want to eat here. That's it, probably the place where the flies are flying around. Right? Yeah, like, probably well, so. That's your first inclination, and you look through the window. <laughs> and go, oh, okay. But we're you out. guys, you guys, you know, you, you really, really take pride in what you do. Yeah, we're, not we're only dedicated pro- to providing a wonderful service for you guys. You know, we we love it every day. It's, it's awesome. But I'm, and a lot of people don't get a chance to go back there. But you know, I've seen back there. Yeah, we like when you do. come back there. Yeah, it's it's nice, nice to you have got, nice to have some Carmichael cooking going on. Well, you know, I try my best on those crabs. Oh, you, do, you do a fantastic job. Well, Better than anything you. I've ever done with a crab boil. So thank I learned you. a lot from you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. All right, I'm going to hit you with three questions. We ask everybody these questions. I'm just going to ask them real quick. Just give me your, your answer off the top of your head. Okay. Go ahead. Favorite burger topping of all time? Um, burger topping? Yeah. Can I have just one or two? You can have as many as you want. Oh, I like uh, onions and mushrooms a lot of times. Onions and mushrooms? Yeah. Like really well sauteed. Sauteed so, so onions. So cook the burger all the way and get the onions dark and the mushrooms oh, yeah. dark. And oh, yeah. Dude, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. All right, pizza topping. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, the works. The works. Put the works on the it. The works. Are you talking about like like meat lovers' works or yeah. veggies or what? Everything. I mean, not just only the meat on it, but you know, onions on it, peppers on it, uh, mushrooms on it, and the meats, all the different meat. Little pepper. You go spicy uh, with pizza? You um, like I don't like a, little, a lot of spicy heat, stuff. No? I don't want it heat now because you know that gives you that heartburn and stuff. No, right. but give me the works in them. You know. A lot of time, my family and I just told them about this about three or four months ago. I said, well, "You're always ordering just the pizza with pepperoni, and that's it." I said, "No, let you know if you want, get me one by myself with everything on it. Right? You don't want everything. I right. want to taste it all. No, I'm yeah. the same way. And I like the, way. you know, pan pizza. You know, oh, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, good stuff. All right, what's a food that you hate? Food that I hate. Oh wow." Um, I don't know. It's not too much. I don't like, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I hate uncooked food. Uncooked food. <laughs> so anything that's not cooked to where it just, you can bounce it off the wall and it's fine. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, yeah. Give so, me, so chicken, well done. Give me everything. Pork, well, well done. Yeah. Beef, well done. Yeah, well Fish, done. well done. Yes. It's, you know, even right. shrimp, well done. 
So even shrimp and grits, like you like your shrimp, shrimp. crispy shrimp and really um, good grits. I like, you know, well, a lot of people don't know how to cook grits. You yeah, know? Good, um, there's an art to that. You, you got to cook grits for at least 45 minutes, mm. at least, you know. Oh, no um, instant grits in your house. No, no, no the real no. deal stuff. You know, my, if we're going to have breakfast in the morning with grits and stuff, my wife would get up and put grits on and let it cook for at least 45 minutes. And right. when it's very creamy and, and stirring people it the don't understand time. grits, people think you just eat grits by itself. No. You can't eat grits by itself. It's good. You can put butter on it or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different ways you can do put cream and uh, milk and cream on grits, but we got to have eggs with it. Sure. You know, sure. got to have eggs with the grits. Grits is not good just by well, itself. I would see it something. more like a vehicle and you need your seafood or your pork or eggs or something to go with it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the base. Yeah, it's just a base for it, you know, and I had a big plate of uh, scrambled eggs and grits this morning. Nice. And, uh, you know, nice. so a lot of times, you know, I have to go to this diner in Woodbury, Colonial Diner. I'm calling them just dropping names right. today. Drop yeah. them off. Go yeah. ahead. But I go yep. to Colonial Diner. I was there this morning, and one of the waiters, he'll see me coming up, you know, parking and see me walking up, and he almost have it ready for me. Oh, Nick, don't you Nick, love that? Yeah, Nick at Colonial. He knows that I'm. that's what I'm going to get. Good job, Nick. <laughs> Good job. I, I had a diner like that for years before I got married when I was a single man just out there trying to get a bite to eat that I didn't have to cook and I would literally go in and one waitress would see me coming up the steps and she'd just put the order in put it, yep, and it, yep. yeah, you want to sit where okay I'd sit at the table and they would just bring it out yeah well you know I it's just I'm day. a good tipper my, too, my so. wife yeah we make too you know yeah. my wife uh, she willing to cook I said oh, I'm just going to you know take a ride to the diner and I, now that I'm uh, retired now so Thank I'll you. just go you know have breakfast there see meet a um, couple of guys I know there and uh, got a cousin that we'll meet there in fact I just talked to Trent Cole a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I got to call him because he goes there also. Oh, does he really? You guys we have breakfast and stuff, so yeah. we are going to hook up. Oh, you know, great. just you know, have breakfast there in the morning and stuff. You know, good crowd of people there. You know, really that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. That's one of my favorite things about food: how it can bring people together. You can sit down and enjoy a good meal together and just talk about your week, talk about your day, tell stories. A lot of stories happen over meals. Well, a lot of people don't realize eating crabs or eating um, crawfish. I went to school in Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The first time I had crawfish with Mel Blunt, he was a defensive back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we, you know, we played uh, college ball together. So his first year, he was a number one draft choice. His first year back, he came back and piled a big pile of crawfish. I mean, we had a crawfish boil, just dump everything, the crawfish right in the middle of right the table. Right in the middle of the table on you the You can't paper, see yep. the person over, you know, in front of you, across from you. But, and people said, oh, crab, you don't get full of a crab. No, it's a nice crab and the crawfish, nice conversation. You know, you have a couple of beers there. You got the potatoes and, you know, everything mixed there right there. And you just have a good time sitting, eating, and talking right. and, and just having fun with people. People say crawfish. Yeah, you got to know how to eat crawfish. You that, know. That's the thing. There's, yeah. there's a mechanics to it where you have to know how to take them apart and you eat pop them properly. pop your head off. You know, well, yeah. There's always a story involved. Everybody's got their crawfish stories. Exactly. So. All right, last question I'm going to take you out on. What is the oddest food that you've ever eaten? Or someone's asked you to say, hey, Harold, why don't you try this out? Oh, wow. Either you um, refuse to eat it or you try to like, oh, wait, no way, man. Oh, no. Well, see, I don't, you know, if I don't know about it, you know, don't fool me. Don't play tricks on me trying to get me to eat something. You know, people have tried to get me to eat, you know, when I was growing up, possums and raccoon, rabbit, wild rabbits. When I grew up, we had chickens. We raised chickens and I would not eat the eggs from our chickens with lay. We had close to 20 some chickens. 
My mom had to go to the store buy if if the eggs were brown, they say it's supposed to be the freshest eggs you can get the brown eggs. But if they were brown, I would not eat them because I'm saying they would come out from our chicken, and I would not eat one of our chicken. They they were like pets to me. Right. You know, I saw some people kill a hog and bleed him, and then later on that day put it on a spit. I could not eat that. If I see it kill. Right. So I, you don't want to see where it's coming from. I don't you just see. want that nice cut of steak and on the fire or the pork it, chop it, on the fire. Something, and it's not the shape of that animal. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. Know, you. Now, I'm with you. Now turkey. Now turkey, and yeah, you know, I can do that. Right. You know, but if I see it kill, no, I, I yeah. can't eat it. That's stuff. cool. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that here. We're not in the slaughtering. No, We're in the getting our stuff processed. I know what's out the back door out there. I know you don't have any slaughtering pens back there. So no, I know, there's nothing back there. I know you. Yeah, I see the it's truck. Nice com- clean parking lot. I see the truck coming here. All right. The beautiful smokers out there. That's all you need oh, to know. Oh, yes. I love and that y'all thing. do a great job smoking those ribs. Thank oh, you, sir. Appreciate that. Harold Carmichael, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us on Feeding the Birds. Really appreciate you. You are the tallest man I've ever cooked for so far in my <laughs> life, and I appreciate you every day. You guys are part of this you know, organization, and uh, you keep everybody full. You know, yeah. keep everybody happy. At least when they say, I'm going to lunch, they can smile, you know, because, you know, you guys back there, you behind the, the grills and all of that, you know, and the way you treat people, you know, really cool. I, you know, you don't think you're not being noticed. Got a lot of people see how you are. I have a lot of respect for you, you know, yeah. but you do a Nothing great like job. That. I'm you know. very blessed to work here. I really enjoy it. Like I said, I have a passion for cooking, and I like to cook for people that love to eat, and uh, man, everybody loves to eat here it's just been getting better and better for me you know i, I work in a, a wonderful place with a wonderful staff that all the employees i work with very dedicated to making sure you guys got full bellies you get what you need that our players our coaches our staff are well fed and ready to go kick some butt sundays so it's been wonderful knowing you and, and cooking for you here and i really appreciate Tim, you. thank you very much and thank um, you, sir thanks for having me on the show anytime thank you really wonderful sit down with harold carmichael one of my favorite people doesn't come in as often, but when he's in the building, I always have a great conversation with him. And I always, always hook him up the steak just like he likes it, right in that leather jacket. Speaking of another one of my favorite people, Chef Charles Gators. Wonderful addition to our cafe. We had a lot of wonderful additions uh, this past season in addition to everyone that we usually have working back there. Our staff grew by about double. A lot more things to work on, and he is working on amazing stuff out of that pizza oven. So I sat down with Chef Charles, and we talked all things pizza here at the Eagles Novacare Complex. I'm going to put up some pictures on the Instagram, fans. I want you to see this wonderful pizza that this man is making. The Instagram is chef.tim.phl.eagles, and you can see all the goodies that are coming right out of that equipment right there. And we're going to get to the interview with Chef Charles right now. I'm sitting down today with a gentleman that just joined us in the Eagles Novacare Cafe, sous chef Charles Gators. Charles, welcome to the Feeding the Birds podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Charles is new to us this year and been a really great addition to our cafeteria because he is running the favorite station of the players, of the staff, of the coaches, and of his own fellow employees, the pizza station. So before we get into your history a little bit, I want you to tell me about that wonderful pizza station and how you got involved with bringing that fine pizza to our team and our building staff here. Well, actually, um, it was brought up to me from Chef James and Eric wanted to give me the opportunity to run the pizza station. I just brought, you know, what I learned here and just ran with it, you know. They gave me free will to do whatever, and I just capitalized on it, man. And they just taught you. I mean, I know I've spoken about this before. Eric went up to Brooklyn, learned a certain way that they wanted to have pizzas made here up there in the, in the heart of uh, Old Town Brooklyn. 
and brought the recipe down here for the dough, for the sauce, mm -hmm. the way they do the cheese, the type of oil they're using to make the, the dough. I mean, tell me a little bit about getting into that and discovering those recipes. First of all, how much dough are you making? Like what in one shot, how much you you churning out? I'm actually doing a 50-pound bag of flour. Okay. It gives me around about 120 dough balls. 120 dough balls, which is that's a standard pie yes. out of one dough ball. Are we blowing through 120 pizzas that fast? Um actually, right now at this moment, we could do about 50 on a daily basis. 50 on a daily basis because yeah. we couldn't stick with just pizza over there because if we were feeding these guys pizza every day, there's no way. Yeah, no there's way no way they'd world. be running fast and doing what they do. Yeah, we won't be able to keep up. Okay, so what, what's the difference? What has changed? I mean, I know it's pizza three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What else are you doing off this uh, um, pizza station? I'm actually doing cedar plank salmon, which really is a big hit over there. You know, I bring maybe herb garlic or, you know, occasion. Actually, you know, I do a pasta station over there, too. A little pasta bake, which is a pretty good. You sliding pasta right into the pizza? It's like special containers or something? Yeah, it's a special container. So it doesn't catch fire? It doesn't catch fire. Like that. Okay. No. It only takes about 30 seconds tops because everything is pretty much already hot. I'm just tossing, mixing, and firing it in a piece of oven just to melt the cheese on top of everything. You're doing like a light cheese, right? We're not giving these guys like like stuffed mac and cheese or anything No, like no. That, I'm yeah. straight doing Parmesan. Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Light sauces. But all full flavor. All full flavor. So you're doing pasta and salmon on the same day. You doing anything else out of that pizza oven? Tuesday is grinders. Okay. You know, at times, like I had meatballs out there. I had sweet and hot Italian sausage. Had barbecue chicken um, on a ciabatta roll or a snowflake roll or a salmon steak roll. You know. This is like a hooked up, like, not to even name drop, but like, you know, people used to know like Quiznos was like a toasted pizza oven sandwich type thing but i think this is a hell of a lot better than that because i see the ingredients that you're working with you know it's a lot higher quality than anything i think we've ever dealt with when we've been making toasted sandwiches out of our rationale oven or anything like that talk to me a little bit about some of the wonderful products that they're bringing in for you to make this stuff with what what's some of the italian stuff some of the different you know flavors you're working with we get local a lot of local items here you know a lot of local meats the italian sausages are local the cheeses that come in pretty much, you know, one of the top of the line pretty much. Where are you getting them from? Is it is it the Luca Brothers? Or? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure at the okay. moment because they try different things out there, different okay. little companies where they want to get them from. The mozzarella cheese, we use fresh mozzarella cheese. We do, like, imported tomato sauce for, like, our marinara sauces and, mm -hmm. you know, pizza sauce for whatnot. And yeah, Italian tomatoes, right? Yeah. Real deal. Yes. Some of them already has, like, the basil inside of it, you know, so mm -hmm. pretty cool. Do you have any challenges doing that? I know, you know, previously you were at Merck Pharmaceutical, which is another Flick Hospitality yeah. account. Um, this is a Flick Athletics account, so it's a little bit different, obviously. Any difficulty or changes adjusting to doing something here in a building for athletes as it was over in, in Merck? No, not really. You know, you treat everybody as equal when you're working in a place. You know, you want to give them your best product. It doesn't even matter who they are, you know. Right. And they look forward to that. So I just believe it all starts from where you started from. If somebody's teaching you, you learn something, you just take that with you wherever you go. Like when I got here, pretty much, you know, I learned that some people don't like a lot of onions in their food, but from where I was came from, Onions was like a big thing in a sauce. Oh, sure. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you oh, make I, a I marinara know. sauce, you yeah, put onions you in put it. You put onions in you it, You know, yeah. but here, it's just like, don't do it. Don't you do know, it. You know, but you can always adjust, Right. you know. They're very anti-onion here. A lot oh, of people yeah. that are just forget the onions, hold the onions, is there onions, why are there onions, yeah. no more onions. I got there like my first week here. Yeah. You know, I did um like a pineapple salsa. Right. And it had a little too much onion in it. Yeah, oh, you and, heard it. You yeah, heard and they it. came up to me like, 
Why is there so much onion in here? You ain't throwing like, onions on the pizza, are you? No, I'm not that. doing that. No, I'm not doing that. I heard about that too. You told me leave them off. Yeah, leave them off. They told me um, you took a great pizza and you ruined and it. And you ruined <laughs> it by yeah, throwing onions. But now you know. What's the most popular pizza you're, you're churning out right now? Right now, it's two actually. Is the pepperoni is always, you know, the standard and. Mm-hmm. By itself, I can at least do about 16 to 18 pies of pepperoni by itself. Just self. pepperoni Just straight pepperoni up. Just pepperoni straight up by itself. Um, the second one is pretty much a white pie. Okay. Yeah, I can even do spinach or like some sauteed kale mm-hmm. and some mushrooms. They love that. So they're going hard on the vegetarian and yeah. the pepperoni. Yes. And like basic cheese. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's really different pizza than anywhere I've ever had in Philly. And I grew up in upstate New York. So when I went to school in New York City, when they brought the pizza recipe here, it tasted just like I was back in New York. And I think we had somebody in the NFL come in, Chris Collinsworth. Yes, yes. All right, one of the commentators. Mm-hmm. He comes in and tastes your pizza. What? Tell me what he said. I took it into the room to him, and he was like, well, did one of y'all go up to New York to um, learn their recipe? And I was like, yes, one of the um, chefs in the back went up there. And he was like, well, they need to come down here and learn how to make pizza from y'all because this is outstanding. You putting a Philly spin on it. Yeah. You are. Put, like, a flavor into it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because I see you knock out the dough, man. I mean, Charles is excellent at doing this job. The only time he needs help doing it is lifting that giant mixing bowl <laughs> from the Hobart. Because when you have 50 pounds of flour and you add all that other stuff in there, how heavy is that, you think? It's got to be, like, close to 100 pounds, right? When you're Probably all over that. Making it over 100. I think over 100 Right? Pounds, so you just yeah. need help lifting that giant bowl. But once that dough is out, man, this man is an artist. Yeah. And he's just pulling out the, the dough balls and getting them ready to go, and they're proofing and pulling them out. And the pizza crust is so thin, and it's delicate, but once it gets crispy in that oven, once it gets a little, like, stint of burn on it, it's just, I mean, it's perfect. It's crispy and crunchy, and the cheese is gooey, and... I mean, it's a Brooklyn-style pizza, but with Philly flair, it's fantastic. Have you really enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed making, like, everybody's favorite thing? Have you had players come up to you and be like, oh, man, I got to give me a whole one? Like, yeah, I have I have a couple players, like, on Friday, Saturday, comes up, you know, take a couple pies home. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple, a couple staff members that like the cauliflower crust pizza. Okay, that's, so we've been doing that as a gluten-free. We've been doing that, yes. Sure. That's pretty cool. Jeffrey Lurie, actually. Yeah, he's he, big on it. He's big on What does oh, he get? What's his favorite? He liked the margarita pizza. Margarita pizza? Yeah, just straight them. up? Yeah, like like straight. fresh tomatoes, basil? That's it. Very- he always tell me, don't put the shredded cheese on there like you normally do. Just no, he, the fresh he wants the fresh mozzarella. I think shredded cheese has become, at least over at that pizza stand, it, It's I don't see any going over there anymore. No. Right? It's all hand-sliced yes. fresh mozzarella. I mean, oh. it's beautiful. When it melts on there, it's it's incredible. Yep, all fresh ingredients cooked the day of. Yep. You know, so it's awesome. All hand prep. All hand prep. Yep, man. from scratch, from scratch. Charles is big on that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shortcuts that a chef can take sometimes, yeah. but I don't <laughs> see Charles do that, and he's holding true to that original recipe yeah. that was handed down to him after Eric, you know, went up to New York and, and gathered it up. So uh, we appreciate you every day for that, Charles. So let's talk. Next, about you personally. Like, I wanted to visit the pizza because that's what you're known for here in the building. You were at Merck Pharmaceutical before. That's a really big Flick Hospitality account. How many people were you serving there? It could be in between 2,000 to like 2,200. 2,000 to 2,200. And you're coming into this building where what are we? At most, we're doing 300 head? Yeah. At most. But it's still as busy, I would say. Yeah, it it was a big change. I believe it. On that part, from the moment you get in there, you're running. Mm-hmm. To hear you come in is like more laid back. So at sure. times I'm just like, 
you know. Well, I think different people are running at different times of the day. Yeah. You know, like you're not getting hit as hard in the mornings. I'm getting my butt kicked <laughs> on that grill. But as soon as lunch starts, that pizza oven opens up and yeah. Charles is off to the races, yeah. man. I look over and he is just here goes a pie, here comes a pie, yeah. here goes a pie in, a pie coming out. Like just bam, bam, bam. Like you can't you can't stop, you know? Same thing with the sandwiches, the baked pasta, the salmon. Yeah. I mean, how many pieces of salmon would you say the team eats on Thursdays? You're you're pulling it out, it's roasted on cedar planks. Tell me about that. I can go through a day with the team here at least about 120 to 130 pieces of salmon. 130 pieces. So what's what's the portion size on that? Uh, about four ounce portion. Four ounce portion. So this guy's like taking two and three, yes, essentially. Yes. Or it's just like three guys taking a lot. No. no. It, no <laughs> actually, I have quite a few people come up and say, let me get three. Right. And they'll go off, and like before the end of the day, before they leave, they'll come back and get a few more sure. just to take home because they say it's delicious. It's good stuff, yes. man. It's yes. amazing. I remember the first time I tasted it. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Just something about being in that pizza oven just yeah. transforms basic ingredients mm-hmm. into wonderful things. <laughs> All right, so Merck Pharmaceutical, 2,200 people. I mean, you've come a long way in your career. What made you want to be a chef? What I, do you like about food? It wasn't really about wanting to become a chef. You know, I was just more of, you know, wanting more, you know, whether it was just from washing dishes to just putting deliveries away. You know, mm-hmm. I just wasn't, I wasn't satisfied with just that. So when they gave me the opportunity, you know, to put on a white coat, mm-hmm. I just took advantage of it. And ever I've since. been, yeah, I've been grinding ever since, man. That's terrific, man. You What's know? your favorite food to cook? Favorite food to cook? Actually, I really, I love working with chicken thighs. Yeah. Bone in. Bone I, in. I, I, oh, I'm with I, you. I love it, man. I'm with you. Just the, it, like man. like high roasted. Yes. Okay. The crispy skin. Yes, man. The perfect taste that comes out of the dark no. meat chicken. I'm no. with you 100%. I love them. The moisture that that bone keeps inside. It does. It's just, amazing. It's awesome. You can, you can take them up past 190 degrees. They're still juicy <laughs> as heck, man. Yes. If yeah. they're on the bone. If they're not on the bone, you're looking yeah. at you might You might dry them out a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. What's the food you, can, you hate? You can't stand it. I'm not really big on spinach. No? no, I'm not really big not on really? spinach. You don't need your spinach like Popeye to get nah, you going. No, nah, I'm not really big on spinach. Whether it's sautéed, steamed, whatever, I'm just really not big on it. Even with a ton of garlic in it, because when you make it for the sandwiches, I see you putting tons of garlic. Yeah, I think it's just more of a mindset thing. Is it a me. mindset? Yeah, okay. for me being right. younger, you know, and couldn't stand it when so I was when you young. was a kid, you yeah, just, I just didn't like it. Yeah, you got any guilty pleasure food? Something that you absolutely have to have? You know, here we go. Chinese food. Chinese man. food. <laughs> What's your best best Chinese food, man? Uh. Plain fried rice, man. Just plain fried rice, straight plain, up, like pork fried. Yeah, pork. The, is chicken it fried chicken rice, fried rice, shrimp fried shrimp, rice? Yeah, but that's it, straight up. Straight up, man. You don't have to have any heavy sauces or any special proteins. Nah, or I just like that. dab with a little bit of you know soy and keep it moving, man. I like that's it. it. I like it. You're lean and mean, bro. Yeah, I like that. Keeping. I dig that. All right, if you had one burger topping, you would say is your ultimate favorite. What would that be? Burger topping? Yeah. Bacon. Bacon. Real good bacon too, bacon. right? Do you go in for flavored bacon, like like pepper bacon or maple bacon or anything? Like that? Uh, maple, applewood, applewood smoke, like maple yeah. maple flavored bacon. I'm yes, down, man. Yes, man. I can get down. You can't on that. go wrong with that, man. Oh, that's great. More bacon the better, right? Always, man. You do cheese. See, this is the thing. When I cook a lot of burgers at the grill, okay, there is a debate going on constantly. Are you supposed to put the cheese on top of the bacon and melt the cheese over the bacon over the burger, or melt the cheese on the burger and put the bacon on top of the cheese? What do you got? Me, I like the melt the cheese. Over the bacon. Over, you know, because it holds it on it the burger, right? There, yeah. So when you bite into it, it's all, it's, it's all glued together. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way, yeah. man. You do cook pizza. You got to have a favorite pizza topping. What is it? Sausage. 
Real good Italian Real pork good sauce. sauce. You do crumbled or you do sliced? What, I can sweet? do sliced. Sliced. I See, like I sliced. like sliced. Sliced, man. A little bit of peppers yes. on there. Some garlic. I'm yep. good to go. Yep. I am yes. good to go. The crumbled stuff, sometimes it dries out like it gets so crisp on there, yeah. which with a fresh dough and fresh pizza, I think, is fantastic sometimes. But a lot of times that like sliced super thin, nice Italian sauces yes. where you can taste the herbs and stuff. Let me ask you this question because I don't get to ask a lot of people. You deal with a lot of uh, <laughs> Italian sausage and Italian meats over there. Are you a fennel guy? Do you like them? fennel seeds in the sausage you prefer it without because i know some people say it just ruins the sausage for them but for it, some it's classic it, it's pretty good in there it's not bad it's not no, bad it's not bad but some people say nah i can't no, i can't do it no. i can't do a it. real good italian sausage it wouldn't even matter man no nah. because it's high quality it, yes. stuff yeah. yeah i like it i dig the little bit of a pop that it gives oh yeah absolutely i really love the flavor absolutely all right i want to let you go one last question just because you've done this a couple of times i want you to tell me about some charity stuff we're actually doing with the pizza oven with jordan matthews he's uh working with this children's program in camden working with high school students trying to give them a leg up, decide what type of career that they want. He goes over and talks to a number of kids at least twice a week in Camden, New Jersey, but he makes one stop before he goes over. Yeah. What does he do? He comes in and he asks you for what? He asks me for four large pies. Four large pies. Uh, two plain cheese, two pepperoni. Okay. Actually, that's a pretty cool thing that what he's doing with those kids. It man. is. And I'm just appreciative to help him out with that. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, man. You know, that's a great thing what he's doing, man. And like the way things are going now, these kids out here you know, need a role model. Mm -hmm. And I think from what he's doing now, he's just a great role model, man. You know, giving back and doing what he's doing, man, with these kids is, is outstanding, man. Need more people like him out Absolutely. here. You know? Absolutely. And with the I fact mean, that we can help him do that type of work and you can actually, you know, put your hands in something that those kids are going to be able to enjoy. Yeah. And know, I think it's like, pizza. it's like every two weeks or something like that, he yeah. comes down, asks for it. But like today, I pretty much... You know, almost forgot about the pizzas. Right. Until I was sitting out there eating lunch, and I looked up at the screen, and I saw his face. Right, because we and had I TVs remember, all yeah, over we got the TVs out there, and I remembered the pizza. And there he was on TV, <laughs> and I heard you say, he's like, oh, wait, oh, oh, Matthew's coming. 245, got to get them pies ready. I'm always shocked at how fast you can take a piece of dough. And like just whip it into a pie. You, yeah. Charles is very fast at doing yeah. it. So if you ever had the pleasure to come into the cafeteria, you want to watch this man bang out a pie from scratch. I mean, I'm I'm talking like maybe two minutes flat, maybe two and a half tops. And uh, we really appreciate all your hard work, brother. It's been excellent having you with us here this season. All right, so thank you very much, Charles. Your pleasure to work with every day. No problem. Thanks for coming into our podcast. Thanks tonight. for having me. As usual, I'm very blessed to be able to sit down and talk with these guys face-to-face, -face, you know, with Harold and Charles, all the other chefs I've talked to, all the players and coaches that have sat down with me. Wonderful experience doing this podcast. So that'll do it for us for this episode of the podcast. We want you to rate us and check us out, obviously, wherever you get your podcast. You also, once again, check out my Instagram, chef.tim.phl.eagles, for those banging pizza pictures and anything else you might be interested in that we're hooking up in that cafe. So please, join us again next time when we take a step off the field and take a look at what's on the plate. Go Birds!